Ciao ragazzi! This is Katie Portanova, and you're listening to Florence and Me. I'm a lover of stories and all things Italian, and I'm going to bring you all that in this podcast. My intention is to inspire you to step out of your comfort zone and explore life and travel the world. Join me as I tell you my story and many others about Italy and my love, Florence. Andiamo! Hey guys. Ciao. I am back and I'm going to take a pause on my story and tell you a little story about Florence, one of the oldest churches in the city center. Um, This church is the first church, I believe, Vera Vera took us to in our art art and architecture class when I was a student in 2002. And this church is not like any other church in Florence. And it is is breathtaking when you walk in. Um, I won't be talking about too much of the works and stuff like that. Um, I don't know how much those of you listening are interested in the art pieces. I will mention some some of the sculptors and painters and stuff that I do um, admire and I, I love. Um, but first, I'll tell you the story of Orsa Michele. Orsa Michele was first um, documented, documented in the 9th century, around like 895, around then. Um, it stood as an oratory in a monastery um, in the monastery of San Michele. And it was surrounded by a vegetable garden belonging to the Benedictine monastery that was there, once there. But the legend of San Michele, of how it became Or San Michele, is very, it's very interesting. And those of you that like miracles and like things just happening without any re- rhyme or reason, the story you will like. Um, Again, this is a legend, so allegedly, like, this is how it was. And, of course, back then, everything was made of wood. Um, It's really, really old. (laughs) He delivered grain to the citizens on his horses with his father. His grain um, would be ground, um, was ground near in the mills near the Arno, the river. Um, He... He would bring flour to his customers in the evening, and he spent a lot of his free time caring for the sick, the elderly, and needy families, helping beggars. Um, He just was an all-around, like, dapper guy, really just cared about everybody. Um, So Michele was so well-loved in his neighborhood because of all the kindness, the goodness, the sharing, the help out that he gave to all these people, they would call him San Michele, Saint Michael, or Saint Michele. His house um, and the cultivated fields surrounding it were known as Giorti di San Michele, 
which translates into the vegetable garden of San Michele and um or or the land of San Michele um so he was quite he was quite a, a lovable guy from this legend and when he died suddenly the ones that knew him the most and the best were so devastated grief-stricken uh tears everywhere um after he passed he gave a lot of signs to his father and people in the community of his presence um he would appear often in his father's dreams and always asking him to do the same thing that his father build a church in his name or in his memory on the site where he lived and his father always brushed it aside like no 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 i don't want to do that um the the second miracle um or was known of his presence happened in the stables his stables the horses would start whining at night as though being scared is what they what what they recall um as though being scared and in the morning they the 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 townspeople the people taking care of the stable were um were amazed because they found all the horses cleaned and groomed and fitted with fresh hay so that all their hay bags were filled they looked like they were just you know someone took care of them throughout the night and to prove that this was somebody a, a living being um the people of the community would actually watch um outside of the stable late at night to see if anybody like came in did the work and then left and they come to find out and nobody did and the, it, it would happen you know they would they would whine at night and then they would be like tip-top shape the next morning these horses um the the next um miracle that made his father decide okay maybe i'll build a church is one day like a one of the horses injured his leg and when they went to remove the horseshoe the hoof now i had to look this up but the hoof is actually part of the horse the horseshoe obviously is the thing they put on the hoof actually fell off to the ground clean no blood that was as if there was no wound it was just clean off the horse and then they decided okay well we can't do anything with this horse we better put it out of its misery it's not gonna be able to walk um and then when they decided to do that the the horse jumped up and put the hoof back on himself like put his his his, his stomp into the hoof and he just it miraculously reattached and he was fine and he had all this jump in his step and he was fine and nobody could explain it. One, because also he wasn't even bleeding. And then all of a sudden he's fine. Um, so after all these miracles, his aging father decided to build a chapel for his son with his with the name San Michele, San Michele in Orto. So San Michele in the vegetable garden is what it translates to. And so it was built over the exact spot where the stable was and where Orsa Michele is today. Um, that's the legend, okay? We, uh, that's what has been passed down, passed down, you know. But originally, San Michele was erected as a loggia to sell grains in the 13th century. Now, a loggia 
if you've been to Florence, Loggia de Lanzi is where all those statues are in Piazza della Signoria. So think of it kind of like a balcony and it has those arches and the columns and the, the, the rich people back in the day, like that was a place where they would like, you know, stay out of the rain, um, sit and like talk. But the loggia here, uh, lodges can also be used for, you know, a market, which you would know for um, uh, the Mercato del Porcellino, which is uh, not far from Piazza della Signoria. There is a loggia there as well, and it's covered, and, and that was perfect for the um, the markets that are there to this day, to cover for rain and such like such things like that. Um, so it was built in the 13th century. Century arches and Gothic columns were built so they could sell the, and trade in all seasons. So they could have their grains, all different types of vegetables, produce, stuff like that all in all seasons, so that it's covered. In 1304, it was damaged by fire and completely rebuilt. Again, I believe this is when it was still made of wood, um, apart from the arches, like the inner workings of it was probably made of wood, so they had to rebuild it. And Francesco Talenti um, built the upper story of the um, pre-existing loggia to hold the granary so the grain would be held above and you can still see this to this day there's two levels of this church it's a very strange church it's it's a box-shaped church or San Michele if you look up pictures on the internet so at the top level that's where they held all the grain when you go inside of the church which is the main level now when you walk in if you go to the sides of the church there are still some hatches um, inside the columns, um, where the grain would be poured out. So people would line up um, with their bags and just wait their turn, open the hatch, get their, you know, get their grains, whatever there might, whatever else was in there. And, you know, that's how they got, you know, they got their grains. Um, in 1380, the arches were walled in. And in order to protect the tabernacle of Andrea or- Orcan. Orcania, Orcania, <laughs> trouble saying his name, which has house, which houses the Madonna by Bernardo Daddi. They created this lo- loggia for the marketplace, and then it was a city granary, and then it became a church. It's just like three different things. It's really cool. The other thing that's really interesting about Orsa Michele is outside of the church. Um, there are all these statues that are there to represent different um, types of jobs, different merchants, different um, occupations of the time. And because when this turned into a church, it was elected because of the beauty of it. It was elected as a holy place for the corporation of the guilds or um these jobs, such as judges, doctors, craftsmen, merchants, um, stuff like that. So you'll look around the church, all around the church. It's not the original works, but Donatello um, um, sculpted Saint, Saint George, Verrucchio, Verrucchio. Um, um, has Christ and Saint Thomas, and there's a whole bunch of other different saints that they um, sculpted and put around, and then underneath it or above it, um, there is a um, 
a crest of that type of job that it's representing of the time. So it's it's quite interesting that as well. Um, just of the basically they picked a uh, a, a saint to uh, as a protector saint for that type of niche, that type of job. Um, and that's what they asked Donatello. They asked, um, all these sculptors, these artists to create. Um, so yeah, that's, that's an also very, um, interesting fact about, um, Orsa Michele. The church, when you walk in, you would think it would be on the main strip via Cazzaioli, but you have to go around the corner, um, and you'll find the entrance there. And when you go in, you'll be enthralled by the tabernacle, it just looks regal. It looks, it just is beautiful. It's, it just takes your breath away. Um, now, when I read about this recently, I don't, I don't remember being told about the hatches. I probably was, but again, that was like 2002 when Vera took us. Um, so I don't remember that, but I'm going to look this next time I go. Um, what's great about Orsa Michele is also it's one of the, one of the churches that are free, a lot of the churches in Florence cost cost about five euro, probably more now. I to get in to view and 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 you know walk around and look at the look at the frescoes, look at the paintings and all that stuff. But this story is very special because I I remember I remember finding all these other types of churches in Florence that had a particular history. And I'm going to start diving into the others that I don't really know a lot about. Um, the next one I'll talk about, um, not on this podcast, but on this episode, I'm, I want to talk about Santi Apostoli, which is my favorite of favorite of all churches. And I think I've mentioned it in every episode and you're going to be like, oh my God, I want to hear about it, Katie. But yeah, um, this is my favorite church. Um, so I, I remember, I'll, I'll tell you this, <laughs> I remember being a student and when we were able to go off on the weekend and visit other cities, I remember a couple of my friends when we went to the city of Ravenna, which is where Dante has been, was exiled, my, our, my friends were just like, do we really want to go see more churches? Like, because that was like our curriculum. It was like, we saw churches, architecture, landmarks, um, statues, and but we did. We ended up buying like a pass in Ravenna. I don't know if they still do that, but they I think it was like a five-year-old pass, maybe even less. And you got to see all the churches. It was like a little um, punch card that were um, there to be seen. And I remember doing all that. And um, so, yeah, it's it's very interesting how some of these churches came about. Um, another tidbit kind of go a little bit away from Orsa Michele, but when I stayed in Verona for a weekend, I remember going to, and I I'm, I don't remember the church because now I'm just talking about it and I don't remember um, the exact name of it, but there are a lot of churches like this. So I'm not saying this one in Verona is the only one that is like this, but on the top level, when you walk in from the street level of this church, it's a normal church. You walk in, it's beautiful. There's arches, there's Gothic columns, there's everything. But if you go downstairs, it's a whole other church. So usually there's the crypt, which is, um, you know, another kind of chapel, but what they call the crypt, which is, you know, underground. But they literally built another church on top of this church. So it's incredible. And I know Rome has a whole bunch of these from like Roman times 
and like Greeks and like there, there's there's a lot of churches in Italy and, and around the world that have done this. But I remember being just flabbergasted, like, oh, my God, how can they? And it was just as elegant and as the one above it. It was just amazing. And I'll say this. I'm not as religious as I used to be, but I'm very spiritual. So I will talk about churches. I won't talk about God or or any type of religion, but um, I just wanted to point that out. Um, but yeah, so Orsa Michele, I, I recommend going to see that when you go to Florence, because again, it's free. Um, it's a very tiny church. It won't take you a while to walk around, look at the frescoes, look at the tabernacle and some of the other um, the things inside. But it's a beautiful church. Um, the the other thing I'll mention is a lot of the churches, and I've only seen this one church by my house here in the States, but the churches in Italy, and again, I'm saying mostly in Europe probably as well, they have candles um, set up around these churches. I know some Orsa Michele does have this as well. And you put in like a couple, you know, bit of change. They usually say 50 cent euro or something to that effect. You grab a candle and you light it and you say a prayer. I, I lived on this. I would do this all the time when I was a student. And then when I lev- lived there for four and a half years, like I did, I did that all the time. Praying for people, sending my thoughts to people. And it was it's a very um, old world thing to do because in the States... I mean, unless it's like a really old church and maybe they still do that. There's not many churches that do that to this day. So that's another perk about going to churches. Like if you are very spiritual, not so much religious, and maybe you just want to put a good thought out into the world for a loved one, you can light a candle. And um, we light candles at home. Why not light candles in a beautiful place and, and say a prayer and say, uh, good things about somebody or send their send your love to somebody um but yeah so i'm going to end this here so yeah orsa michele is a beautiful church i'm going to keep saying it it has beautiful history um and it's free <laughs> it's free to enter um so yeah so i'm going to leave it here guys um i hope you enjoyed this episode um Feel free to leave me a comment, rate my podcast. I don't know what else to say here, but I will be back with my story in the next episode. Ciao, ciao for now. I am beyond grateful for you listening to my podcast right now. I am so excited to share my journey of living abroad and all my stories of Florence and Italy and all the places in between that I've visited. If this has reached you in any way and you would like to continue, please subscribe now. Also, go check out my website, trulyitaly.tours, for all my travel experiences. Ci si vede. Ciao.